This is Shi'ar Jeshub. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and along with the Church Fellowship of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, we welcome you to this series on Heavenly Authority. My husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, brings over 32 years of ministry to these in-depth Bible studies and has recently authored the new book, The Nature and Power of Prayer, 30 Bible Lessons to Effective Prayer That Will Change Your Life. The nature and power of prayer is already blessing the body of Christ and promises to be an important volume on the foundational principles of the faith that are critical if we are to pray having a right understanding and confidence as we approach God. In this current Heavenly Authority sermon, Pastor has been discussing respect for authority and the limits of that respect, drawing from Acts chapter 23, when Paul is brought before the chief priests and the council, Pastor Greg has shown how Paul, although he initially proclaims judgment on Ananias, assumes a posture of respect when he realizes that Ananias is the high priest. And instead of continuing a rebuke against the lawless priest, Paul cleverly uses the differences between the Pharisees and Sadducees to deal with their accusations against him. Here now is Pastor Greg Scalzo. The foundation, the basis, Paul is very concerned to do everything properly. He knows he has way more authority in the sight of God. He knows the calling on his life than this chief priest Ananias. But it was important to be careful how you go about it. And when he slips in his indignation, not knowing who Ananias is, he makes sure he pulls back very quickly. And then he's as cunning as a serpent and as harmless as a dove. If a church, Christian in doctrine, even if the minister or the elders have problems, be careful about assailing that church before you find yourself attacking Jesus. For the Lord's sake, not for the ministers. Remember we read at the start of this section, Hebrews chapter 8 and verse 13, and that he says a new covenant, he has made the first obsolete. Now what is becoming obsolete and growing old is ready to vanish away. And that will happen to the Pharisees, the Sanhedrin, the scribes, and the chief priests. Though we saw that there will be a priestly system in the millennium, they'll vanish away. God will do it. But what does the Lord say of his disciples? Matthew chapter 9 and verse 14. Then the disciples of John came to him saying, Why do we and the Pharisees fast often, but your disciples do not fast? And Jesus said to them, Can the friends of the bridegroom mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast. No one puts a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, for the patch pulls away from the garment, and the tear is made worse. 
nor do they put new wine into old wineskins, or else the wineskins will break, the wine is spilled, and the wineskins are ruined. But they put new wine into new wineskins, and both are preserved. It doesn't work to superimpose the apostles and the disciples on the old Levitical scribal system. The tear would get worse. The activity, the dynamite of the new wine would burst open the old wineskins. There are holes in the system of the priesthood. There are holes in the garment of the scribes. God will bring new churches about when the synagogue doors and the temple doors are closed to the Jewish believers. Churches will come about. The Lord is doing something new. And really both are preserved by it. We have the Old Testament today, right? We enjoy, we study, we memorize the Old Testament today because he didn't put the new wine in the old wineskins. He did a new work to handle the activity, that bubbling activity of the new wine. We have had almost two millennia of church history, all different denominations, doctrines, traditions, and some of it has grown old. The garment has holes in it. The wine skin has grown old. I believe in the last days, God will bring back the dynamite, is bringing back the dynamite of his Holy Spirit among his believers. New wine, life, the reality of the Holy Spirit, the power of holiness, the light of Jesus Christ. And if you're part of that, you are new wine. You are bubbling up. And should you be in a church called Christian that has serious problems the way the Pharisees and the chief priests and the scribes have problems, unless you're clearly called by God to have a specific ministry there, you really should come out and be separate. Either get out or pray internally for change while respectfully speaking the truth, but don't try to overthrow it with dissension, with divisions. Don't try to take it over. Because in destroying what's wrong, you might also destroy part of the foundation, which is right. Rebellions and defiance is not the spirit we are of. I think today that a mistake that many newer churches, born-again churches, make against some of the older churches that can have some very wrong concepts of leadership, right? or have confusion and be muddied by the traditions of men. These older churches become the focus of aggression and tirades from the pulpit. I've even heard some sermons that are so determined to demonstrate that every single aspect of the older church is wrong, that they begin to demolish the true foundations of Christianity and the scriptures along with demolishing the errors have to be very careful what you do, what you say, how you attack. And some ministries are just so focused on tearing down the errors in the older churches. Let me, let me give you one. There's many examples. 
I've seen some ministers so consumed with correlating the treatment of Mary by some churches to the old pagan concept of the Queen of Heaven, right? And they have a valid point. And obviously, worship of Mary is unscriptural. But they go to such lanes in such a venomous way, and it becomes such a focus, and such extremes to make the point, that they open themselves up, and I've heard it, I've heard orthodox rabbis make what sounds like a logical argument to say, well then, Jesus then would be the equivalent of the God offspring of these cultic queens, and the incarnation is just a heathen twist on Judaism. And they'll use the very arguments made by some ministers to bring down Jesus Christ. Because the ministers are not thinking that, they're not trying to bring down Jesus, they're just saying, look what that church does with Mary. But the lengths they go to open themselves up to the argument by the rabbi. Now, the rabbi's wrong. The role of the woman, the role of the seed of the woman that would crush the serpent's head, the sign of God that the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and call his name Emmanuel, God with us. These are purely Jewish concepts given by God, and they even predate Abraham and the Jews from the time of the Garden of Eden, that there would be a seed of the woman. The devil uses the woman to bring the sin in the world, while the woman then would allow God to do a miracle, and there would be a seed, and that seed, who is God with us, would crush the head of the serpent. This is from the beginning given by God, and then as people come off the ark, the nations take it, and they pervert it over time, and you get the queen of heaven concepts. You get the perversion of who the seed is. But ministers that just focused on what do those churches do with Mary, they make arguments and they say things that would allow and have allowed orthodox rabbis to say, well, see, Jesus is just a heathen child of the goddess like the other pagan religions. Be careful and over-focus on what's wrong in one group can lead to zealous overstatements and then destruction of the truth and error in another direction. Whether you're in or have been in a new church with problems and errors, problems and errors, or an old church with problems and errors, be careful of aggressively focusing so much on their errors that you throw out the baby with the bathwater. Rather, we should simply speak the truth, uncover the error scripturally and respectfully. That's an important word, how you conduct your dealings with other denominations, other believers. Respectfully, and then leave them to God. They're not your focus. Jesus Christ is your focus. If we do what is right, True believers, new wine will automatically come out and come in, into where they rightfully belong. One of the nice parts about America, you can vote with your feet. We have freedom to worship where we want to worship. And if you are new wine and you find yourself in old wineskins, come out, be poured into new wineskins, Put on new garments, pray for those who are behind, 
Speak to them gently and truthfully when you can, but you have a higher calling in Christ. The Holy Spirit of God desires to well up inside of you to overflowing. Heavenly Father, we pray that you would give all your people the right attitude, Lord, the right motives, the pure motives that we would learn, Lord Jesus, from how you went about things in this world. That we would learn from the example you give us in the book of Acts on how your disciples, your apostles acted in this world. Father, help us to balance, to speak truth, but not to tear down in such a way that we might find ourselves tearing down some of the good things that are from you. Father, give your people wisdom. Help us, Lord, in these difficult circumstances that we might find ourselves in on the job, in our marriages, with our families, Lord, in church situations, Lord, in governmental situations, to be as cunning, as wise, as shrewd as a serpent, even as when Moses threw down his staff and became a serpent, and it was able to devour the serpents of Pharaoh's magicians, Lord. Help us to have wisdom to devour the demonic serpent wisdom of the world and the enemy. And Father, help us to be as harmless, as innocent as doves. In Jesus' name. You can find information about our church and a library of radio programs by Pastor Greg Scalzo on our website at www.shiarjashub.org. Join us next time for Shiar Jashub.